As was discussed many times, I said this in regards to the names of the Sedras, is the Teichem von Yedda Sedr Ongedait in Irnomen. The uh, theme of that Sedra is expressed in the name of the Sedra, which is true also for our Parsha. As the name of Ayakel Driktois the Kudus Atoychem from the Ersha Sedra, that the name Ayakel expresses, even though it's a combined Sedra, but the the name Ayakel expresses what's found in the first Sedra, and Kudei in the name Pekudei the Kudus Atoychem from the Tzvaita Sedra expresses the theme of the second Sedra. So it would seem is the Teichem from the Beda Sedras Nish Behesem Mitzayrenem and it would seem that the names of these Sedras do not do not coincide with what is expressed in those Sedras or Nochmer even more Nish Nor Zayin Masim not only are they not in accordance with their names Nor Zayin Gorbet Teichem Havchi Zemizeh it would seem that they even the name expresses the opposite of what is actually found in that Sedra and that's true for both Sedras, Vayakal Ampkode. Kidlakama will be explained. The Pirush from Vayakal Kipshute is the Asifa Vikibus from Kama Vakama Yechidim Adapratim. Vayakal means to gather together, which means, in the simple sense, it is a gathering of, of individual objects or people, and you bring them together as a group. And the the name Vayakel is distinct from other words which also exp- express the idea of bringing together. For instance, Asifa, the word Asifa also means to gather together. Kibbutz is another word to gather together. Lakita is a third word to gather together. Similar words as well, whereas Vayakel has a distinct difference from those three words, which they all express the idea of bringing together, but Vayakel is different. And how is it different? Vashtet in them was the Andrul Shenus bringing a rois, nor them The other words express only the idea of the bringing, the gathering together. Tsunoif Zamlin, Atzol mentioned, Pratim, to gather together. A number of individual people in Ein Mokem to one place, or their Inyan, or they they're gathered together in another in a, some other sense. But even after you bring them together into the same place, or whatever the gathering together consists of, each individual that has been brought into, let's say, a room, you brought all to get people together into a room, or into a meeting, you gather together a meeting. Each individual remains an individual. They haven't been brought together as one entity. That you just gather them together, but each one remains individual. On the other hand, the word vayakel means that you turned them into one entity you made a a group out of them or a community out of them you turned the individuals into one entity of a community that's what Kehila 
gemacht akol, you made them into a kohol, in the sense that we speak it as a group. But zeichendem klal anoshim apratem nisht, viatziru from kama apratem nifradmen, the word kohol signifies a group of people, not as each one remaining independent, that's separate from each other, but rather what it expresses is that all those individuals have been turned into one group, one gathering, one entity. One community. Pekude, which means to count. That expresses the opposite. It's it, how you count each in the each individual detail is its own separate entity should be counted separately. Only then could you say you count them. If you count each thing, each item separately, that means that each one has its own importance as an individual. So now that we have the definition of the word vayakel and the definition of the word pekudei, so we have to understand the Teichem did say sedris is ba'efen hafchi, because what is found in those two sedris seems to go contrary to the name by which the sedra is called Be'ed parshas redden both parshas discuss the making of the mishkan and the furnishings of the mishkan but there's a fundamental difference between what is found in, in Vayakel and what is found in Bukudi. Parsha Vayakel read Vegnadasiya from the Kol Chalke Pratinyonia Mishkan. Vayakel talks about each individual item that was made in the Mishkan. It talks about the Oren and it talks about the Shulchan and it talks about the Menorah and so on. And all the details of each of those individual things. The Yiriyas Vifneatme talks about the, the uh, hangings over, you know, the coverings of the Mishkan, the Kroshim if Na'atzmam, the walls, each wall, and so on. And yet, from the Kliya Mishkan if each one of the furnishings of the Mishkan separately mentioned and described, Menoira, Shulchan, etc. The Chiddush from Parsha Pekudim in the game of Lechashem Mishkan, how is Pekudim different than Bayakil in regards to the Mishkan? Noch der at the beginning of the parsha, it gives like an introduction it tells us about the total amount the value of the gold how much gold was used how much silver was used and the copper and so on then there is one. so that's the beginning then comes something that seems like it's left over from parsha Vayakel wasn't mentioned in Vayakel so it's Inserted here, which is Asias Chelke Amishkum the Sipafun in Parshvayakel, that which is left over from Parshvayakel, which discusses the making of each individual part of the Mishkan. So what was left out there is told here. The Sipun Asias Big Dekuhuna, the recounts the uh, making of the garments for the Kayanim which it would seem would have belonged this sort of a, a detail end of what was told in Parshava Yakel, so it's inserted over here. And then it gets to what Pekude is about. Then the, the Parsha goes on to tell us 
the to- sum total of everything that was done in order to make the Mishkan, it all comes together now in Parashat how all of these things were brought and presented to Moshe. The Tzivari Hashem Tzuvstelen Alatzuzamen which is, and what was he going to do? He was going to fulfill the, the mitzvah of putting it all together, assembling it all, and making the mishkan together with the kalim. It also tells of what was going to be done with all of these in general themes. It's, uh, discuss, it's just related here. And the fact that Moshe actually did that, he put it all together and he put it all up. The uh, putting up the Mishkan and then the things that were done in the Mishkan. This is Mishkan until all of these details came together to form the the Mishkan. And then the glory, the honor of Hashem descended into the Mishkan. So that seems to be what the Teichan of Parashat is. How it all came together, was made into the thing called the Mishkan, rather than focusing on the details anymore. Now we're looking at the entire picture, how it all comes together, and that this became the Mishkan. That's where Hashem came and settled in the Mishkan. According to this, is the teichem from the sedes punk der heipach from zayir shemesh. It comes out that the name of the the what is discussed in the sedra seems to be the opposite of what the name of that sedra is. Parsha veyakel is teichem veyakoslam mishkan. The parsha veyakel in regards to discussing the mishkan, the prati vechalka mishkan discusses the details of every detail of the mishkan, each one separately how the menorah was made, how the shulchan was made, and so on. Each item as a distinct entity that later became a part of the big mishkan. So it's not expressing how it all came together, the, the making it all into one entity. It talks about each thing individually. When a parsha bekudei is the tzira of a chiba from the ala pratim, and a parsha bekudei talks about how it all came together, vid the ala chalke pratim mishkan zayin it's a noiv gezamelt in in emetzias. In bekudei it talks about how it all came together and became one entity called the mishkan. Kahol, or as we said before, kahol, a community, a gathering, a new entity of made up of all the details into one, which in our case was the mishkan. Agansa Mishkan, an entire Mishkan, which is the opposite of what is expressed by the word Pekudi, which means counting, which means focusing on each individual detail separately. So it comes out that Vayakil and Pekudi are names which are opposite, contrary to what is discussed in that Sedra. Base. The Pashta is what Megekent Simply we could answer that the the Pirush from Vayakil in Pshutashal Mikra main the Hakalaf and Ali Eden. That what is the at the literal meaning of Vayakil in as it's called the Parsha Vayakil, it's talking not about the Mishkan, it's talking about that Moshe gathered together all the Yidin. 
we can also explain the Shachosim by Yakel, Hashem the Hakolof and the Yidden. The the connection between Vayakel, which is called Vayakel, because Moshe gathered together all the Yidden into one group. And what's the connection to Melechaz Hamishkan? And how that relates to the story of the Mishkan, which is told in this parsha. Now we can explain that in the following way. The inyan from Vayakel. What is the meaning of Vayakel? Was does was all the and ain't called the fact that all the yidden were brought together as one group. Is That was the introduction to be able to make a mishkan. Today the mishkan is a mishkan from Klal Yisrael. In order that the mishkan should be should be a mishkan that belongs represents the entire community of yidden. As the Pasuk, as Hashem said, make for me a Mikdash, which means together, and I will dwell amongst them, meaning it has to be something that represents all of the Yidin. The Seich Ali Yidin, Hashem wants to dwell amongst all the Yidin. So the contributions that each individual gave. They were individual contributions that each individual gave. So in order for all of it to come together, that what I gave and what he gave, the other person gave and so on, all become part of this one entity called the Mishkan, and then it will represent all the Yidin equally, and Hashem will be in the Mishkan representing being part of the community as a whole. So the money or the object that I give has to cease belonging to me as an individual. Geld was money which belongs to many individuals. It can't be seen as that. It can't even be seen as there is a partnership between a number of people that give these contributions. Individuals become uh, partners in an, in, an, in an entity or in an object. And it has to stop being all of that. And all the money and the contributions have to become the property of the entire community. And then they build the Mishkan out of that. So it's being built, built on behalf of the entire community. And that's why the introduction, to, in order to make all these contributions into the property and the ownership of the entire community as one as a whole that's why the introduction for this is Moshe Rabbeinu gathered all the Yidin together he, he took the individual Yidin made them into one group and this way the money that they all contributed were, became a group uh, contribution it, now it belongs to the entire community so that could explain why Vayakel is called Vayakel, because it expresses bringing together all the contributions that belong to the various Yidin, and Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished this by bringing together the Yidin physically, and therefore now we can build the Mishkan so that it belongs to everyone and represents everyone. As Blaipta the Shailab and Gay Pekudah, but still the question remains in regards to Pekudah. In Velacher, es is Nishto kein Minyan, nor as Hachakel von Zov Kesev in the in Pekudai we don't find any individual 
accountings. It only gives you some totals of the gold, silver, and so on. So where is this counting of focusing on individual details? The truth is that even in regards to Vayakal, is this Nishkan Bir Maspik, what we explained before, is not really a thorough explanation of the matter. Since everything in Torah is, of course, very, very specific and accurate, is moving, it's understood as So it's understood as just like a name in every other instance expresses what the name, what it is naming, what that entity that this is the name of it, how it ex- the name expresses what the what that entity is. The same would be true for the names of the Sedis, in, in regards to our matter, Vayakel, specifically Vayakel, as the nomen drikt ois, nishnar de agdomet sum from the Sedra, the way we explained it, the word Vayakel expresses the introduction, how, when we want to get to the idea of the, building the Mishkan, we first have to gather everything together, all the, pra, the uh, donations, so it's really only an introduction to what's happening in the rest of the Sedra, which talks about the individual details of the Mishkan. But the name of the Sedra shouldn't express only the introduction to what is happening in the Sedra, nor but it should also express what the Sedra is, what is the central theme of the Sedra. And according to the answer that we gave, it doesn't really express that, it only expresses the introduction. So we'll understand this by first explaining that which the uh, the Rambam says in the introduction in uh, in the Sefer Amitzvahs. The Rambam says in regards to the mitzvah of building the Beis Hamikdash, he says as follows: He commanded us to build a chosen home, meaning the Beis Hamikdash by so that we could do the service, we can serve him there. for the purpose of service. in that building, in that place, will be the bringing of the carbonus, the lighting of the menorah uh, on a on a regular basis. etc. and that's what is expressed in what Hashem said in the Torah. And then he continues, And this general mikdash, this holy place, the Beis Hamikdash, includes many details in it. As well as other things, all of them are part of the entity called the mikdash. All the whole all of those details together are called the Migdash. And he already gave us the details of each part of it and how it has to be made. That's how the Ramam describes the, the mitzvah of the Besa Migdash in Sefer HaMitzvah. Dafen verstehen, so we have to understand, wie der Rambam sagt, as the Kelim sein in allem Echelkei Midrash, v'kol yukar Migdash, after the Rambam already said, in this description, that all the different furnishings of the Mikdash are part of the Mikdash and everything together is called the Mikdash. That they are all details of this greater entity called the Mikdash. 
from the Mitzvah And he says that this comes from the Mitzvah this is to fulfill the Mitzvah Sessah. Why does he conclude this discussion by saying, that Hashem already gave us the details about each individual part of the Mikdash. That ha- seems to express an opposite idea of what he's trying to say. As yet, a chelav chelav in the klei mikdash is a bazunda zach and a bazunda mitzvah. First, he says that it's every all of the details that he gave. They're all part of this mikdash, this entity called mikdash. Then he says something which seems to seems to express that each one of those details is its individ- an individual mitzvah. Hashem already gave us the details of each one separately, each entity separately. So we have to understand why he goes in both directions of a chlal. In general, what exactly is added to the discussion when the Ramam says this? What does he add by saying that Hashem already gave us the details of each one of these uh, Individual uh, furnishings of the mikdash. Dalit Perhaps we could say that the explanation is this: in the shaykhs zwischen the klia mishkan mit mishkan, kemen lernen kamayifanim. In how we see the connection between the individual parts of the mishkan with the mishkan as a as a whole, there are a different a number of different ways in which we can see the relationship between the general mikdash and the details which are in it, the individual kalim and so on, which are part of it. And this is somewhat similar to, you could say this about any general, there is a klal, there is a general entity that exists, which is made up of many details. So in that too, we can have that same question. What is the relationship between the individual parts of the general entity? Can be seen in a number of different ways. Number one, Yede from the Pratim is We say that each individual that makes up that big entity is not to be seen as an individual entity. They are not seen as separate entities. The only thing that what they are is that by bringing together all of these things, it t- creates this separate entity, this general entity which is made up of all of these individual pieces. But they're not seen as individual pieces. They have no individual identity. Their all entire identity is that they are a part of this big entity. Say it in other words, the Metzius HaPratim is not a Hechshetzun Metzius HaKlau. The fact that individual parts exist is only for the purpose of make, creating this bigger entity. Somewhat of a, an example of this is, together from Chatzishir Ledas Rishlokish, the idea that if um, the existence of, or the Let's put it differently. What is the status of a chatzishir? A chatzishir means most mitzvahs in the Torah have, let's say, even also averis, transgressions in the Torah. 
there is a certain amount that you have to do in order to have violated that that sin if somebody eats a piece of chametz there has to be a, on Pesach there has to be a certain amount that he ate in order to have violated the sin of eating chametz on Pesach or that could bring the penalty that comes with eating chametz on Pesach so let's say it's a kezayis so if somebody eats half of a kezayis what is the status of that half of a shir? Now we're going to talk about, according to the opinion of Rish Lakish, because there's a machlekes about this, but we're talking about the opinion of Rish Lakish as chatsi shir mutam in That a half a shir, to eat only a half of a gazayas, is permitted. It's not, the Torah doesn't prohibit it. The Chachamim did prohibit eating even a chatsi shir, but there's a machlekes whether a chatsi shir, half a shir, is prohibited min or it's only prohibited min Rabbanan. We are going to be discussing the opinion, which is Rishlokish's opinion, that it is permitted according to the Torah. B'sha'as abed azvet shir. But then when somebody t- puts together two half kezesim, and he eats the entire amount, it is made up of two half kezesim, but they turn into a new entity, which is an entire kezayis. Now it becomes prohibited. Minatayr. So now the the iser, the the prohibition of the Torah sets itself into that piece of chametz, which seen as two half kezayim, there would be no iser when you bring them together they become an entire, they become a new entity of Asur Minatayr. So the status of each half of the, of the Shir is only, its only importance is as it is a part of an entire Shir of a Kezayis. So it doesn't have its own entity as an individual entity. Its entire existence is only that it is a part of an entire Kezayis which gives it the prohibition that the Torah sets on Chametz on Pesach. So that's one way of looking at it, that the, the, the individual details, it's their entire existence is only the fact that they are part of the greater entity. Another way of looking at it is, also the individual details have their own separate um, identity. Nor but when they all come together, they also turn into a new entity. They retain their individual identity, but they also create a new identity, which is the general identity. Before they all came together to create this new, um, bigger, bigger identity that bigger identity didn't exist. It was only the individual identities of the details. Now that they came together, in addition to being individual details with their own identity, they also create a new, greater identity, the cloud. Similar to what, what is a minion, when you need ten people in order to be able to say a Dovashavikdusha, like Kdusha or Kaddish and so on. Each individual yid has his own 
Kedusha represents a certain amount of Kedusha on his own. But then, when ten Yidin come together as one, it creates also, in addition to the personal Kedusha that is contained by every Yid, it creates a new and higher level of Kedusha as being because there are ten Yidin together, that creates a whole new standard of Kedusha while each Yid retains his own individual identity of Kedusha as well. But this new level of identity, of a higher level of Kedusha was Demut Kem and Zogna Kedusha, and it's only when you have ten people together because of this higher level of Kedusha, you can now say this Dabashav Kedusha, which you couldn't say when, the, when it was only individual Yidin and not a minion that came together. Gimel, a third way of looking at this, the relationship between the details and the general cloud. The protem zainanishka metzias chashuve yedafazich. The individual details are not important in, of, in and of themselves. B'shas abazevernes achad, but when they come together as one, and as vert from zeyaklal, and they they turn into this bigger entity. Bakum denoch yedaprat oichach shivus laatzmei. As a result of their becoming part of the bigger um, entity, each one becomes more, their own identity becomes more pronounced as well. Since they are part of the greater entity, which because they came together to become part of the greater identity, entity, so their own personal individual identity also becomes enhanced as a result of it. And in this way, in similar to this, can we say what happens in the Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash? As the Chotzer there is the the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash. There is the Oil Ma'id, which means the outer room of the actual building of the Beis Hamikdash. And then there is the Kodesh which is the inner sanctum. You have these details. You have the courtyard. You have this room. You have that room. Each one as they are individually. Before they've all come together to make up that whole entity of the base amigdash. When each one is an individual space, like the Chatzar and the and the Kedush and so on, but they haven't yet been brought together as the entity of the Beis Hamikdash, you don't have the holiness of the Mishkan in the world because these are all details which have not yet come together to create one entity of a Beis Hamikdash. and therefore. Even though the area of the Chatzar has already been created and identified, but it doesn't have the holiness of the Chatzar, the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash. But then, when the entire Beis Hamikdash has been brought together, created, uh, erected, and you know sanctified, and so on. So in addition to the fact that you now have a Beis Hamikdash, the Chotzer, the courtyard, becomes sanctified as on the level of the Chotzer of the Beis Hamikdash. 
Chatzarayilmayid v'kedush kadoshim. You have the uh, the uh, the same is true for the oilmayid. It becomes the oilmayid of the Beis Hamikdash, which has its own identity as this part of the Beis Hamikdash with a specific level of of kedusha. The same, of course, with the kedush kadoshim. Noisif of the kedusha closes Hamikdash, the Hamishkan Hamikdash, and this is all in a, in addition to the fact that there is this entity called the Beis Hamikdash which has a very general significance as the holy place, but then within that general significance of a holy place, there are areas which have different identities and different levels of Kedusha. But they only become that way, they only take on their individual identities of their level of Kedusha once you have the Beis HaMikdash as a whole. In other words, that w- when they bring, come together and create the general identity, the general entity, then their own individual identity comes out. The Eshleimer, we could even say, as the Ketusha Sachalokim blight, that the individual identity and level of holiness that's attached to each part of the Mishkan remains even when you take apart the Mishkan and you're traveling with the Mishkan which they did on a regular basis so now the it's no longer together as a Mishkan but the individual identities which have taken on the Ketusha when they became part of the whole entity of the Mishkan they retain their individual level of Ketusha that they had before or when it was destroyed, when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Haklal. So the general sense of the Beis Hamikdash, the general entity of the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, no longer exists. Minatayre. Uh, and the the individual areas or elements of the Beis Hamikdash retain their holiness, even though the whole Beis Hamikdash no longer exists. So there is no longer a Beis Hamikdash. But the area of the Chatzar of the Beis Hamikdash, or the area of the Kedush Hagadoshim, which still would still retain its holiness, perhaps even in a Torah. as a blight number the Rabbanon. On the other hand, it could possible that it only remains that way in the Rabbanon. But that's how powerful the individual details become as a part of the general entity of the Beis Hamikdash that even after the Beis Hamikdash is no longer the individual identity still remains whether Midaraiso, Midarabonon but it still remains Hey In a similar way to this can, we can explain the general, the general relationship between the Kalim of the Mishkan and the Mishkan Number one, at the beginning, they have no individual identity or level of holiness. Then when you make, finish making everything, when they're all there, they're all together, or after you put together the Mishkan and made it into one entity, or when you make the Mishkan and then you bring all the furnishings, the kalim, into the Mishkan. That's when you create the identity of the Mishkan. The Nikra Mikdash, it's called 
the Mikdash. That's what becomes the Beis HaMikdash, or the Mishkan. But they don't have their own personal identity. Nor But only they're just like a part of the building. You know, you need the building. The building needs all of these elements, these details. So each one of those kalim is a part of the general building of the Beis HaMikdash. There's Krashe HaMishkan, the Mishkan needs the walls and the boards for the walls and it needs the covering uh, the, the cloth covering they are all seen as details of what make up a mishkan and the same is true for the kalim which are needed inside the signa nachar to say it in other words the gedem mishkan is as a zainan do yiriyas krashim adonim v'shulchanim v'neirav mizbeches what is called a mishkan? A mishkan is made up of walls and coverings and uh, a mizbeach and or two mizbeachas and a shulchan and a menorah and so on. That's what makes up uh, the entity of a mishkan. The kelim hama abenish kenchibes farzich, but each individual keli or or element of the building doesn't have its own personal importance or identity. Punkt v. The Yeriz v'Krosher Madonim is an Anish Merbi Atel from the Klolus Habinian, just like. So, in other words, the Kalim don't have their own individual identity either. Just like the foundation of the walls of the Mishkan and the walls of the the boards of the walls of the Mishkan and the covering the roof of the Mishkan don't have their own identity. They're simply seen as a part of the building which make up the Mishkan. So, also each individual furnishing like the shulchan and the menorah and so on don't have their individual identity they're just part of what it means to build a mishkan so then we have to understand what the Pasuk says at the end of the Parshaba Midbar that it says the the, the Levium of the Kahas family, they were in charge of carrying the Oren and the uh, the different uh, parts of the Mishkan. So first the Kayanim had to come and they had to cover them, wrap them in an outer wrapping, and then the Levium came and they carried it. But the Pasuk says, they shall not come to see they should the Levium cannot come to see as they are wrapping up those kalim of the Mishkan. They're not allowed to be there during that. Only when it's been wrapped up can they come and they carry it. So the question is, why would they die if they touched those kalim? If the, if the base Mishkan was taken apart already, it's completely taken apart. So these individual kalim, if we see it only as a part of the entire structure of the Mishkan, and the Mishkan has already been taken apart, so then what what's the reason that they can't be there when it's being wrapped up? It no longer has its individual identity or it never had an individual identity as a Kaylee separately from the entire structure. The structure is no longer there because it's been taken apart. So what is this? the reason for this mitzvah? So then we would have to see this mitzvah from the of we would have to see this not as it has to be a new mitzvah. There is Hashem commanded that this has to how it has to be, not as a natural 
outcropping of the fact that they're in the Kedush HaKadoshim and we're talking about the Oren Kedush, the Holy Oren. And of course that's holy. It's not a natural thing from that. Because now that it's been taken apart, all of these things don't have their individual identity. There is no Mishkan anymore. So therefore it has to be that it's a mitzvah that Hashem commanded, just like any other mitzvah. And He said, they should not be involved in that. Since we have taken apart the Mishkan, so therefore each individual detail of the Mishkan no longer has that Kedusha um, of the Mishkan at this time. And therefore, why then shouldn't they be there? Because Hashem decided that they shouldn't be there. Not that it's naturally understood. Of course, it's the holy Kalim and the Levian don't belong there. It's not something which is understood. It's just a mitzvah. So that's one way of looking at it. Then the second way of looking at it is the Kalim of Machshivas Mitzad Atzmam. Each individual Kalim has its own personal identity and its importance and its holiness. Um, even before you have the entire Mishkan when you create the Menorah it already has the holiness of a Menorah that Hashem commanded to create the Menorah the same is true for the Shulchan and the, and the Mizbeach and so on however when you place them into the Mishkan they also become a part of the general identity of the Mishkan which is a higher level of, of Ketusha and it's through that that the Mishkan becomes the Mishkan because it has all of the details that it needs in order to create the Mishkan but each individual Kali also has its own Ketusha a third way of looking at it is mitzad atzmam be'esasiyasam when the, as, a, as in a personal identity each keli when it's being made and so on they don't have their own personal identity the menorah while it's being made or even when it's finished being made before it's been introduced into the mishkan doesn't have the holiness of a menorah but then when they put up the Mishkan and they brought all the Kalim into the Mishkan in addition to the fact that the Mishkan has been created each Kali also took on a certain holiness which is specific to the Kali itself it's, a, it's an individual Kedusha which is attached to each Kali according to their status there is the holiness which is specific to the Menorah then there is the holiness which is specific to the Shulchan etc this is all in addition as I said to the general holiness that they are a part of the building of the Mishkan, of the structure of the Mishkan. That's the three ways that these three relationships between a klal and the details could be seen. One of the differences, how uh, practically speaking, what's the difference if you look at it this way or that way? So we always look for, is there a halachic difference? So one of them could be this. The Asiyah's clay Mishkan and Mikdash, Dav Zayn, Dach Dach Zayn Lishma. 
when you make a keli for the Mishkan, it has to be done with the intent that this is going to be this keli for the Mishkan. As it states, and the Rambam says that all of these kalim have to be made specifically for their role in as a part of the Mishkan, the Migdash. So now the difference, according to these three ways of looking at it, would be what does it mean lishma? What is the thought, the intention that has to be done, that has to be thought of, or have to come along with the creating of these kalim? According to the first way of looking at it, as the gather kalim is nor does was designed a tale from Mishkan that each individual part of the Mishkan has no individual identity, only that it's a part of the Mishkan. So all you have to have in mind is, we're making this implement in order to be a part of the Mishkan. That's all you have to have in mind. We are now working on a part of the Mishkan. What the part of the Mishkan is, not so important. According to the second way of looking at it, as the that each one of the kalim has its own identity as well. Even before they become a part of the Mishkan, the Menorah, once it's made into Menorah, has the holiness and identity of a Menorah. Is the lishma b'shasasiyas akeli? So then, what is the intent that has to come along w- with the creating of the menayra? L'shem dikedusha pratis from akeli. I have to be fashioning a keli which is called a menayra. I am uh, carving gold which is for not for the mishkan but for the menayra which is a part of the mishkan. Menayra shulchan or or the shulchan for the shulchan and so on. But according to the third level, uh, third way of looking at it, since when you put it all together and you create the Mishkan, it doesn't only create a Mishkan, but it also creates a Menorah within the Mishkan, nor but that it has its own identity as a Menorah, so then when you create it, when you're making it, you have to have both of these ideas in mind. You have to have in mind that you are creating an implement of the Mishkan, which will make up the Mishkan. But then you also have to have in mind the detail that it's for this part of the Mishkan. The Shem, the Kleon Pratis for the Menaira, which is going to be a part of the Mishkan. Whereas in the other two, either you have to have a mind that it's a part of the Mishkan, or you have to have a mind that it's a Menaira that you're making. So that would be the difference in Allah. So based on this, we can now explain it. Thus, was the Rambam is Meisiv Nogdim. After he had already said that all of these details, all of these kalim, are part of the Mishkan and everything together as a whole is called the Migdash. And then he goes on to add that he already told us the details of each of the kalim separately. Why does he say that? What he's trying to teach us is as even though mitzvahs even though this 
originally the way we see it is that in order to create a mikdash you need all of these details they're merely a part of the great general uh, structure which is called a mikdash and that's made up of many details that's how it's at the outset that's how it is as the that when Hashem said make for me a mikdash what he meant is the mikdash is a building and it has these furnishings and it has these details and so on and all of that together make up the mishkan the mikdash but then after you make you put it all together and you made a mikdash is chalaf yedn from the kalim each one of these individual kalim gets its own personal identity and therefore its own holiness as the third way that we said in the relationship between the klal and the details and therefore practical what does it mean practically that when you're creating the menorah you have to have in mind two things this is being created so that it's a part of the Mishkan, of the Migdash, and that it has its own identity as the Menorah, and it has its own holiness, and both of these things have to be thought about. That's the Kavana that has to be had when you're making this Migdash, in other words, this Menorah. So in other words, that we look at it as the third way. The relationship is that they all make up, they are part of the general Klal, but they each retain their own identity. They each receive their own identity as being a part of that whole cloud. Zayin. And thus is the remez from Vayakel als nomer from the seder was retzer v'gnasiyas kol chelke ha-mishkan. And this is what the word Vayakel, the name Vayakel, teaches us when it's describing the individual details of the, mish- of the Mishkan. That was the question. You're describing the general, the individual details, yet you call it Vayakel. Why? Vayakel is a remez, Vayakel describes how these individual details have to be made. As the that when you made, when they made the details of the Mishkan, they made it as a Vayakel, as one entity. They were creating one entity. Thus haste, in other words, to say, even though it says Vayas, and he made, and he made, and it's repeated by each one individual detail of the Mishkan. He made the walls, and he made the coverings, and he made the Mishkan, uh, the, the Oren, and he made the Shulchan, and so on. If he had the Caleb of it says it about each in detail, it says he made, which means that they were each made separately. Each keli separately, each part of the mishkan, of the building separately. Is the kavana basiyas kol keli v'keli nishgiven. So the kavana that he had when he made each detail was not nor al tasiyas v'pu'ula pratis. It wasn't just, I am now making a menorah. I am now making a shulchan or the walls. So it wasn't just for the individual item that he was making. The kavana was not just for the individual item he was making from the keli prati for this particular keli. No, it says given by Yaakov, but each as he created each detail, they were all seen as being part of that one entity, which is the mishkan. So mishkan of machan ein mishkan. They were all created with the kavana. All these details, as we make them, 
are all part of that big vayakel, that big entity called the Mishkan. Because before we have the entire Mishkan all together, because each individual detail doesn't have its own Ketusha yet. The only reason that this Menorah is important right now is because it is going to be part of the Mishkan at this point, at the time of creating it. But then in Parsha where it talks already about they've completed all the work of the Mishkan. And that they put up, they assembled the Mishkan and they put up, they erected the Mishkan with all of the Kalim inside. That's when suddenly now they were each seen as an identi- as a separate identity. Now we could see them each with their own individual identity. Now when you look at the Menorah, it's no longer just being created for the purpose of making up that big Mishkan. Now we look at the Menorah as its own, has its own Kedusha. It has its own holiness, it has its own identity, and that's why it's called Pekudei. Nishna, the Indian Kloli for Mishkan Kanal, not only that it's a part of the Mishkan. Because after they assemble the entire Mishkan, each Keli becomes important as a separate identity as well, as we explained at length. Every matter in Torah is eternal and it has an eternal eternal lesson for us. Certainly when we talk about the Mishkan, which is, as the the Pasuk says, they shall make for me a and I will dwell amongst them, the circle of the Echad Yisrael, within each Yid, is moving that thus their inyan hanal from vayakol bekudesh shabebinin hamishkan. It's understood also that these details of what's called vayakol, what's called bekudei, in regards to the building of the mishkan, is oich faran in the moshachanti b'seichem in the Yisrael. Also relates to how Hashem dwells within each and every one of us. That there is within us also this general vayakel or the details. We have to see how it. Translates to our own personal avoda. Menzokt as all yidden zayin ain tzibur. It's well known that all yidden make up one tzibur, uh, one community. All yidden sezamestelun tsunoyf ain kaimishleimu. All yidden together create an entire structure called the Jewish people. Um then es is faran chazushomachazonu from ain yidden. And if there is a, a something lacking in one yid of that big structure, felt in the Gansu Kaim that creates a weakness, there's something missing in the entire structure because one element, one detail of that structure is lacking something on the other hand, we say that each individual Yid is an entire world every Yid individually is, wor- is an entire world that each and it, we say so, go so far as to say that each and every individual yid has to say the entire world was created for my sake, for me. 
the ganze Welt, kol seder the entire world, the whole evolution of all those levels, spiritual levels, including that every other yid in the world is only created in order for me to, for my mission, is bishvili nivra. Und das is yedet einem achoyiv to zog, and that each and every one of us has to say this, afilu achedav etzecha nushayim emecha, even the wood chopper, even the water carrier. In other words, this is not just the the great tzaddikim of the Jewish people, uh, you know, have to say that the whole world is created for me. Each simple yid, the simplest of the simple yid, also has to say, it's all for me. All the yid in the whole world exists for me, including the whole world. From the greatest of the great to the smallest of the small, all have to say this. And of them come from the Shemus has, has said this, and this is what the lesson of the names of these two seders are. Vayakel and Pekudei. What is that? Ait can dachtrachten. Ait could think to himself, as the whole rosh is a rametzias pefneatzmei, that first and foremost I am who I am. Nishchas v'sholem rametzias yesh. Not that I think I'm so important. I'm such a so great. I'm not arrogant or whatever. Of course, I'm just, uh, you know, I am important within the context of Hashem and how He, he the, the holiness that He conferred upon me, Al-Tayyid, as a Yid, Ebed Melech Melech, the servant of a king is a king. So that's me. L'shamesh Eskaini, He chose me to serve Him. Erhad Zain Tafkid In other words, I have my own individual mission. Hashem made me, He created me gave me importance, he has a mission for me. But of course, in addition to the, my self-importance, I also am part of the bigger community of the Yidin. So we say to him, that when they are first creating the Kalim of the Mishkan, and that the creation and formation of each individual keli is separate and different from the formation and making of the other keli. Each one has to be made, as the Pasuk says, he made this and he made that. Each one is made individually. And that each one has to be made and created and fashioned according to its details of what it needs and the way it needs to be made but the Torah says that even as each one is make, being made separately they are all part of this great Vayakel, they're all seen as one big entity, part of one big entity they're only importance at this moment, even as they're being made individually and that we have to describe each one's making with a separate vayas, but they are all included into the seder vayakel because all they are is a part of the big cloud. They're all be made, being made in their own individual way, but for the purpose of being part of the big entity. Not that they have their own identity and will also consent to being part of the big, uh, the big entity. No, they're only being made in their individual status as a part of the big entity. That's why they're included in the parasha of Ayakil. 
that the beginning and the, the, the central theme of everything the first thing that every Yid has to know is I am a part of the Klal Yisrael I am part of that I am part of the Vayakil there, my whole entity, all I am is, I am a part of Klal Yisrael. That's the beginning. The far, therefore, therefore, when it, before a yid even begins to daven to Hashem for his own personal needs, and that is, of course, in itself a mitzvah that a yid should daven to Hashem for what he needs. The mitzvah and tefillah, the positive mitzvah of davening, is that. Before he begins to do that, look at his own personal needs. He first has to declare his connection and his being part of Klal Yisroel. We do this as an introduction to the davening. We say, I accept my, upon myself the mitzvah. I am part of the Klal Yisroel. And we say also, do not separate yourself from the community. In what way? Every request, every need that I express to Hashem, I don't say, I need this. But rather, you don't say, I'm asking for myself, for so and so, for such and such. Nor, we say everything in a plural way. Grant us from yourself, not grant me. We say grant us. Return us to yourself. The second bracha of the brachas of your personal needs. The same is true for all the brachas we ask in as a part of the klal. For all Jews as one. So that's on the one hand. Everything is preceded by understanding that we are part of the big picture. On the other hand, when a Yid works on behalf of the community, he could make the following calculation. It could occur to you that my being part of the community and doing things on behalf of the community have nothing to do with my personal uh, growth. My personal growth only comes from the things that I do as an individual, not what I do as a part of the community. But, you know, every time I work for the community, it doesn't enhance my personal status in any way, or not so much status, but it doesn't enhance my growth, my connection to Hashem as an individual. But I have to look aside for that because I need to contribute to the community. But it's not helping me grow and get closer to Hashem in my individual way. So we say to him, the answer is no other of it to the contrary. When a person is involved in building the Mishkan on behalf of the entire Jewish community, is, a, is an anoyfim from Pekudei. 
the, when we put it all together as a klal, it's seen as an individual accomplishment. Pekude means we look at each, each individual identity separately. Yet the Kalev Hazich is in Zainavot Samaisha, each Kali, each individual element of the building of the Mishkan was brought to Moshe. The Nacht Tzivah Hashem to Moshe being the Kali, and the Nacht them key information in the key information in the Kali. Each individual Kali and the way that it was brought to Moshe, then that Hashem told Moshe about this Kali, and then that Moshe made what Hashem told him to do. Each one of these things is related individually by the Torah. They brought this particular keli to Moshe. Hashem had told Moshe to make this keli. Moshe did, did make that keli. Each one is told separately. In other words, each individual element is given its own importance. That when a person acts on behalf of the Jewish people, it also um, enhances you in your individual personality. Not just that you're part of the community, it enhances your individual importance. That's why each element of it was, uh, is related separately. This keli was brought to Moshe. Hashem had told Moshe to make this keli. Moshe did make that keli. Why all this detail? Because each element, even though it's a part of the klal, is seen individually. Tess. The Tama Dova, the reason why the reason why when a person why does it have to be all as one together when I'm working on my own personal uh, development why does it have to be part of the Vayakel as being part of the big group to be part of the community on the other hand and then on the other hand when you put it all together creating the entity of the Mishkan it has to be seen as individual details the Shlemus from seeing each individual as a personal and an individual is the reason for this is because in es- essentially these both things are part of the Jewish experience that both of these things both being part of the community and individual are one and the same and that's for that reason in most years they are read in the same week in other words that being part of the community the Vayakel and Pekudei and being an individual is really one and the same it's all together which means that they're read in the same week means they become one said that they're all one it's both, both things are one the Gilui is the Darge from Giluim in the Darge from the Giluim and Klau when you look at it in the way things are expressed in other words on the, on the outer dimension the way they are expressed the way people see them they may seem to be different they seem to be contradictory to each other being community and individual are two opposites
or at least you could see them as two different perf- statuses of perfection. There is a perfection called community, there is a perfection called individual, but there's two separate entities. And therefore, when you emphasize the community, that diminishes the individual. And the more you look at the individual, it diminishes the importance of the community. Uh, that's on the on the outer dimension. But when you look at the core essence of a yid, that we are all the same and we have one father. And the same is true. And in fact, the reason that it happens by the yidn is because that's how it is within Hashem Himself. When we talk, look at the atzmos, the essence of Hashem. Is the ribe pratem nishkan stiritz after subshitus? The many, the fact that there are many details which come from Hashem does not in any way diminish the fact that He is absolute unity. Okay, you do as dafke mitzad subshitus delamayla v'etaribe is chalkus dafke, and as as is known when you look at it philosophically, that because there is such absolute unity in the in within Hashem. That's why it can allow for so many different variations, so many details, because of its absolute unity. In other words, there is many details in the, and the entities. But not only is this, the many details not in any way contradictory to the unity of Hashem, nor other Rabbah, but to the contrary, the The fact that there could be so many variations expresses the fact that there must be an entity in which everything is so perfectly one that it can produce, from that can spring forth so many variations because of the unity of it. Because it's absolute unity. So not only does many details not contradict unity, it's a proof for absolute unity. So when you look at the essence of a Yid, and you look at the essence of Hashem, the unity and the individual, the, uni- the, the unity of the uh, community, and the, 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 the focus on the individual are not in any way any contradiction. To the contrary, they enhance each other. When the far spiegels of those up as they can now by Yidden, and that's why that's reflected also in the Yidden. Because the Yidden and Hashem are all one, as, so therefore it reflects what is within Hashem. As those first Yidden stones as Amen and Am Echad, the fact that the Yidden all represent one nation is Nish, can steer it to the Metzius, and yet the Yidden of Yachad is not in any way contradictory to the importance of each individual Yid. But because, rather, because the what creates the unity amongst all Yidin is because of the essence of the Yid. That's how we're united, based on our essence. And the essence of a Yid is the essence of Hashem. So that unity 
is also expressed in the individual identity of each Yid. Because as we know, the general rule that the essence is found in every single detail. So when you look at a detail, one Yid and his or her individual identity and what they bring to the table and their talent and so on, it contains within it the essence of Hashem as well and therefore it doesn't in any way contradict the fact that we are all one. So you can, you can focus on the individual identity of Ebiyid, even as we are part of the, the whole essence, the whole group, the whole cloud of Am Yisrael. Yud. Just like we have, we bring together Vayakal and Bakude in regards to the Yid. We find also a similar unity, be, or connection, or uh, merging of the klal and the prat expressed by Yaakov and Bekudei by Yaseveteira too. Yaseveteira verts and evishdelt from hundreds of thousands of bazundera oisius. Yaseveteira is made up of hundreds of thousands of letters. When the aluprati oisius shafen teira achas, and all of these individual letters make up one entire teira, expressed by the word Vayakel. All the Yidach, on the other hand, when it's vet ein un einzige sevetere b'shleimus tukva v'ktushasa, when you get one sevetere with its holiness and so on, with its perfection, is yeder eis b'ktushasa makevus gvil. Every individual letter gets its individual identity. How is that expressed? One of the halachas of writing of of writing tashmish ktusha sevetere tefillin mezuzas and so on is that each letter has to be completely surrounded by empty space. In other words, by the, the parchment. There has to be empty space around each letter. No two letters can be touching each other. Which means each letter has to have its own personal identity. If it's connected to another letter, it disqualifies the entire Torah. Because two letters have lost their individual identity. Each letter has to be separated from all other letters. Since the Yidin and Teira and Hashem are all one, that's why the same um, bringing together of Klal and Prat, as they are within Hashem, as we explained, as they are within a Yidin, they are within Yidin as was also explained, is also found in the Sefer Torah too, that there too you have what makes up the hundreds of thousands of letters which make up the one Sefer Torah, and the fact that each one must uh, retain its own separate identity. And this is the lesson that we have from Yaakov Kudai. To increase in our encouragement to bring together all Yidin, including also in something that is relevant to the time, which is that every Yid should have, acquire, and own a letter in one of the Sevetaras that are being written on behalf of the Klal Yisrael. 
weil Chaverin geschrieben zu lieben Achat sein alle jeden zusammen. Their express reason why they're written is in order to bring together all Yidden. Was all and through this each Yid gets its own ident personal perfection as well this brings out the connection of that Yid with Teira and that he is a part of the Teira by having that letter in the Teira on the Shlemus von Am Yisrael, as Klalin, on the other hand, it brings out the perfection, the wholeness of the Yidden as a as a as a community. Ain Kol, one community, Alts Vertnis, Alle Vertnis Achad, in a Yichud Amiti, all of us become one in a true unity. Dorch Teiras Emes through the true Teira of Nitzchis and the eternal Teira Yichud Nitzchi, an eternal uh, an eternal unity. And through this we will bring quicker and closer the Gula Mitzvah, which will also be the individual, although it's a Gula for Klal Yisrael, but it's also the Gula for each individual. The Ebeshter is Eiches Biyodah Mamish Ish Ish Mimekaymei. That the Ebeshter takes each and every Yid by the hand. From the wherever they are, as the pasuk says, that you will be gathered one by one, the yidden. In other words, in gen, although we look at it as the klal Yisrael will come back to Yisrael, but it's done in an individual basis. Each one is done individually. And together with that will be the general Ka'ula called Godly Yashuvu Heina, the great multitude will return here to Israel, but may we mamish speedily in our days.